Welcome to another All Business Podcast. This is Ted Schubel. Thank you for bringing us up on your phone or computer or wherever you're listening. This is where we talk with area business owners, the people that make the region work. When we come back, we're all business. The All Business Podcast is supported by Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Most folks who work here love living here, and that makes a difference. At Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com, they're proud to work the hometown advantage around the clock, connecting local employers to local job seekers. Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com makes it easy to post a job and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. And if you're looking for a good local job, search jobs and apply online right now. Get the advantage of finding a job close to home at Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. The All Business Podcast. This week, we uh, focus on uh, Trinity Yoga Therapy. Suzanne Ludlam is uh, here. Suzanne, thank you for joining us. Thanks for inviting me back. Then. You were we we did a we did a podcast uh, about a year ago uh, t- talking about what about what you did, and I I learned a lot, and I and I think it was because. When I looked at the name Trinity Yoga Therapy, I just saw yoga and thought yoga. And, and, and you quickly, I remember, corrected me to tell and gently corrected me that um, the, uh, the yoga and the therapy are, are, go together. And, and that's what makes what you do a little bit different. Uh, yes, you're right about that. And I, I might have mentioned this in a previous conversation, but the, the diluting of the practice of yoga in this culture specifically has really done a disservice to what the foundations of yoga really are all about. Yoga is so much more than the pose. The pose Hmm. is a vehicle to go deeper. And when I say go deeper, I mean get out of your internal conversation, that internal dialogue to gain a, a, a better sense of yourself as as a human being. Uh, I know it sounds really esoteric and it's a little challenging to explain, but you know, you, you look on billboards, you look on magazine covers and you see these skinny white women doing these almost impossible yoga poses yeah. sometimes. And that's what I'm talking about where the, the mass media has really done a disservice to, to the practice, which has gone back thousands and thousands of years. It originated in India, but that doesn't mean that it's exclusively an Indian practice. It's worldwide practice. And um, you know, they don't call it yoga therapy in India. It's just when, when you have an ailment, you go to your yoga person, you go to your yeah. yoga master. And you could be suffering from depression and your yoga person will give you sp- some practices. It could be, it could be some poses. It could be uh, some breathing exercises. It could be a particular type of meditation or mindfulness. But all of these tools can be found under the umbrella of what is known as a yoga practice. So really, in a way, this is, this is, is yoga therapy is really how yoga started out way back when. Yeah, yeah. All yoga is therapeutic, uh, but not all yoga is yoga therapy. I get it. Okay. Let I me say that it. again. Yeah. All yoga is therapeutic, but not all yoga is yoga therapy. And so I'm guessing that, that, that in, in, in that sense then that, that you have some more specialized training than, than others would have. I do. I do. Uh, to become a certified yoga therapist, 
you need to, uh, well, at the very least, you need to have your 200-hour certification and you need to be teaching for, I believe, it's a year. Sometimes the, the standards change, so it's, it's an evolving specialty. So, you know, things change and things get updated. But last I knew, you had to be teaching for a year. Uh, and then, ideally, you go through a formal training practice. And for the most part, that's about a two-year practice. And you need to meet the educational standards that are set forth by the governing and accrediting organization, which is called the International Association for Yoga Therapists. They have written the educational standards. They're extremely detailed. They're extremely comprehensive. Hmm. And they encompass everything from anatomy, physiology, biomedicine, pathophysiology, um, the, the philosophical foundations of yoga, and uh, all mental health. It, it's extremely comprehensive. And the program that I went through was a two-year full-time program. It's the only training in this country so far that offers a master's degree in yoga therapy. And it is from an accredited university in Maryland. And, um, you know, having said that, I, th I think that that's going to change. I think other colleges and universities, universities are going to start to adopt this type of program because it is an emerging specialty in, within the integrated health sciences. So yeah. you're going to see a lot of it, but you can be a you can have a yoga studio, and go through the the channels to get your um, get your yoga therapy training program accredited. It's a very 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 long nail pulling process <laughs> that takes up to three years in order to get your accreditation before you even open your doors to students. Wow. Yeah. It is, and I guess. When you when you talk about opening your door to, to, to students, it's, it seems that like what you do is, is is so specialized that you're not. It's not like you have all your students come in at once and you do something that it's you're, it's more of a one on one with how you do it. Well, with my private practice, I don't offer yoga therapy training. I'm not an accredited school, so to speak. Uh, I'm a certified yoga therapist, and I've gone through the formal training. Yeah. So what I do is I have a private practice. Right. And I see people one on one. Now you can specialize as a yoga, as a certified yoga therapist. You can specialize in treating specific populations if you choose. Okay. You can specialize in treating arthritis, chronic pain, autoimmune, um, low back pain. Uh, I happen to gravitate towards mental health because because of my personal background and the journey I traveled to, within which. I discovered yoga as a healing modality. Um, I just happen to to work with people who have anxiety and depression, and specifically trauma. Suzanne Ludlam with us uh, with us on the uh, All Business Podcast this week. Trinity Yoga Therapy is our uh, focus. TrinityYogaTherapy.com is the website that will give you uh, all kinds of, of, of information. You talked uh, about your, your, your journey, and I guess your, your journey really involves, and really you're, you, you've, uh, in, in Perfect Pilgrim, the name of your book, that uh, is, uh, is, is out there and, and you, where you really tell your story. And, and yoga plays, plays a big part of kind of bringing you back. It does, except for a small excerpt at the very beginning of the book. I don't even talk about yoga until probably two-thirds of the way through. 
And the reason I did that, and that was very intentional. Hmm. And the reason I did that is because I I needed to portray my journey and what it was like to experience the different losses and traumas that I did experience, the result of which was a severe, severe depression, uh, becoming suicidal, attempting suicide, obviously recovering from it. Yeah. Uh, there was intervention. And my my journey out of the darkest periods. I would never admit that I'm completely 100% got it all together. I think people who experience mental illness, mental illness in, in my case, in the form of very severe depression, might not ever get to that 100% okay place. But the interesting thing is it's okay to not be totally okay. If we have tools and if we have resources, we can live with what goes on in our minds and we can live with the ups and downs and the roller coaster. Sometimes it's a roller coaster. For me, I have enough tools and I have enough training through not only the mind-body practices, the yoga, the meditation, the mindfulness, the breathing, but also through traditional psychotherapy, which was extremely valuable to me in my healing journey. Um, I have enough tools where if I feel myself crashing, I don't crash as deep, I don't crash as long, I don't crash as hard. I feel it coming, I can sense it coming. Uh, and what I'm talking about is is the depression coming back. And I go right to my mat or I, you know, I do something else that, that I know is really good for me. And I go into nature. Nature is a, a mm-hmm. huge, it's a huge boon, boon for me. Well, and I think that should give people hope that if you, that uh, you, you talk about because today you seem to be all together and to admit that you're not and admit that you, that you use some of these tools I think it, it gives people hope that feel like that, that may be just in the same position you are but can't see that themselves that that, 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 that you still can go back um, you know Ted when the book came out I've lived in Virginia for 15 years I came from the northern Jersey area, where a lot of people knew my journey because they lived with me through it. Mm -hmm. But nobody down here did. And when the book came out, people contacted me and said, I would have never, ever known. That would have been me. Exactly. Your words, exactly. You seem like you got it all together. Yeah. Well, guess what? April Fool's. (laughs) I, I didn't have it all together for a long time. I didn't have it all together. And like I said recently, I'm about as flawed as they come. And I needed to show that. I needed to show what happened to me in order to, to, make, to make it real, to be authentic. I can't talk to people and say, I can help you with your mental illness if I have not walked that walk. And uh, part of the book was to say, yes, I have walked that walk but more so to say, I've walked that walk and I've found a way out and you can too. Yeah. That's the evil thing about mental illness and and especially depression is you feel so isolated and you feel like, oh my God, this feels so horrific. Nobody can possibly feel as bad as I do now. And I don't see any way out. The door is closed and I'm in complete blackness. And I get that. 
But that's not the case. That's not the case. There is a way out. We just have to take, sometimes it's reduced to one breath at a time. One day at a time, forget about it. Way too much, way too big of a task to take on. One breath at a time. Breathe in, breathe out. Whew, got through that moment. Okay, let me try it again. Breathe in, breathe out. Got through another moment. Maybe I can get through the next five minutes. Maybe I can get through the next hour. And before you know it, you're kind of on this momentum of, all right, what's next? Well, and Suzanne, I think that's then what makes you so effective and in, in where you've really found your calling with, with Trinity Yoga Therapy, because you're you're able to you you're able through the through the yoga therapy to give people some tools to help them. And these are tools that have helped me. So I know they yeah. work. And I've been doing this for about ten years and I've seen healing over and over and over again. So I know it works. You have to do the work. It's not like taking a pill. And, I, and I'm very clear when I tell people, this is not an overnight thing. You can't take a pill and expect that you're going to feel better. You have to work at it. But statistics have shown, and I am, let me first, let me first preface what I'm about to say by saying, I am not adverse to medication. Medication helped me, was part of my healing journey. If, um, you know, I tell people when I give seminars, yoga didn't save my life, Prozac saved my life. And I was on medication for probably a good 15 years. Mm. Um, Eventually weaned off of it. I'm not on it now. I just want to make that clear. Now, having said that, I will follow that up with statistics and studies show that over time, medication starts to have an inverse effect. Not that it makes you worse, but its effectiveness starts to wane. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the sustaining practices of being mindful, going into nature, getting physical, whether you're walking, whether you're riding a bike, whether you're running, whether you're in a yoga practice doing asanas, sun salutations, vinyasa flows, whatever, uh, even just getting in child's pose, which is a very nurturing pose, um, uh, the, the breathing practices, a formal meditation practice, those are all long-term sustaining practices. So that's the, those are my go-to practices when I feel myself starting to to fall again. Suzanne Ludlam with us on the uh, All Business Podcast, Trinity Yoga Therapy in South Stafford is our focus. TrinityYogaTherapy.com is uh, is the website. I guess if if I if I come to you, I guess first off, you're gonna we're gonna sit down and you're gonna find out what my issues are, and you'll you come up with a come up with a plan. Right. Right. I have all my new clients go through an intake, and that's about a four or five page form. Asks a lot of questions that cover all elements of them as a human: their uh, their physical state, their emotional state, what their social support systems are. Uh, how is their sleep? What kind of medication are they on? And that's important for me to know too, because there are some medications that would create contraindications to certain yoga practices. Hmm. So if they're taking a medication for a certain condition, whether it's a, a, a mental health condition or a physical condition, if I'm not familiar with that medicine, then I'll research it. And my go-to site is the Mayo Clinic. I don't go to WebMD. 
Uh, I don't go to the consumer yeah. sites. I go to the, the, the uh, clinical sites. I uh, guess. And, and then to follow that up, I'll have a conversation uh, and, I'll, and I'll ask my client, what, why are you here? Yeah. What do you hope to get out of being here? And then if, if it's warranted, I'll do a musculoskeletal evaluation. And when I work with uh, mental health clients, the first thing I do is I notice their posture. And I notice the way they walk and I notice the way they sit. Because your posture obviously reveals a lot about your mental state. Really? Oh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I feel like I need to sit up a little. <laughs> and you up are. You're sitting straighter. up right now. I am. I me too. Sit, I'm sitting up. All of a sudden, you said that. And I thought, uh-oh, let me sit up. But that is, you, can, you can really tell that. Uh, yeah. For the most part, you can. Yeah. Just start observing Makes sense. people. And that's not, you know, and I'm not saying that it's it's an overall blanket statement that someone who slouches is depressed. Yeah. But, but someone who's depressed tends to slouch. Yeah. And that has physiological ramifications too. Yeah. If you're feeling withdrawn, if you're feeling isolated, if you have low energy because of your mental state, your emotional state, the shoulders tend to round forward. Your chest tends to collapse. Yeah. Your back, your upper back starts to round. Your head comes forward or drops down. And guess what that does on a physical level? That creates a, a, a feeling of constriction in your heart, in your lungs. You can't get a full breath in. Uh, over time, the cartilage starts to harden. And, and, and your connective tissue, oh, and I'm talking about over a long period of time, the connective tissue in your joints and in your spine starts to harden, and then you're stuck that way. And it's really hard. It's not impossible, but it's really hard to undo that imploded, long-term imploded posture. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yoga in the park is is uh, is coming up. If someone hasn't been involved in yoga, it's a good chance, I guess, to, to kind of check that out. Oh, that's a that's a great activity. It's a it's a great event, and I'm glad you mentioned that because it's coming up on Saturday, June first, mm -hmm. and it will be in Maury Park. Uh, I know. Uh, Hap Connors and Nick and I were on your show a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, Nick, and on the Nick radio show, about talking it. about it. Yep. Yeah, uh, please come down if you haven't done yoga, if you haven't ever practiced yoga, if you're, if you say, "Well, I can't do it because I'm not flexible," you don't have to be flexible to do yoga. Uh, developing flexibility is a byproduct of a yoga practice, but one of my best teachers who taught me how to listen to the silence in my body and therefore go deeper within myself, lives in a wheelchair. Hmm. He's a quadriplegic. Yeah. He's paralyzed from the chest down. And he is a yoga teacher and a yoga practitioner. And his yoga practice is he gets down on the floor, he puts his arms over his head, he feels the parts of his body that he can feel making contact with the floor, he gets in touch with that. Yeah. So. I don't take any excuse that you can't do yoga. But yoga, in the, having said that, I know I get off on these tangents. Yoga in the Park is a, is a great event. It's a, a fundraiser. It can be a fundraiser if you'd like to pay the $10 registration fee. But you don't have to. Bring your family down. Bring your friends. Come by yourself. If you don't have a yoga mat, bring a towel, a bath towel or a beach towel. Uh, we'll have... Um, uh, Michael Noyes is a wonderful yoga teacher in the community, and he's a flute player. He plays the Native American 
wind flute and he'll be opening the practice with playing some some music he'll be closing the practice with playing some music uh, it's a it's just a great community event and uh and it gets you out of your house and, it, and if you're feeling not so great that morning or not so great now just put that on your calendar and come down and and be with like-minded people and be with people who are curious. There are gonna be a lot of experienced practitioners there and there are gonna be a lot of people who have never done yoga before, but just wanna check it out. Yeah, June 1st uh, at, uh, at uh, Maury Park and it starts at, is it eight? Oh, I knew you'd ask me that. I think it starts It starts at, let's say, I'm gonna be safe and say 7.45 okay. registration. You can register online, go to Mental Health America Fredericksburg, uh, I think it's mhafred.org, yep. and I believe you can register there. But if you can't find it or if you just forget to do that, just show up. Yeah. Maury Park on, on, on uh, June the 1st. Trinity Yoga Therapy is, is, uh, is, is your business. And if someone's interested in finding the book, An Imperfect Pilgrim, how can they find that? Uh, well, I've got hard copies for sale at Agora Downtown, the Agora Coffee Shop on okay. Caroline Street. You can also, um, obviously, you can get some through me. I've got a few hundred copies at home, but you can also order it on Amazon, and it is available as an ebook as well. So you can get a hard copy or an ebook on Amazon. You can order it on BarnesandNoble.com. You can also get it from the publisher, which is BalboaPress.com. Suzanne, thank you so much. Again, it's Trinity Yoga Therapy and uh, trinityyogatherapy.com. Thank you. Thanks, Ted. Pleasure to be here. If you like listening to this podcast, please link, comment, and subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. You can also find us on Channel B online at b1015.com, keyword podcasts. If you want to talk about your business, I'd like to hear from you. You can contact me, Ted at WFVARadio.com. Ted at WFVARadio.com. We would like to highlight your business. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ted Schubel. We'll see you next time when we become all business. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests in this podcast are their own and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.